This is the Ed Milet Show. All right, welcome back to Max Out, everybody. My guest today does not really need an introduction, but I'll give him a brief one because his content's so good, I want to get right to it. But I think he's probably the biggest real estate brand in the world. He's the CEO, star of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing in New York. If you don't know his name, you know his face. If you're listening on audio, you'll know right away who he is. But he's got a book out that I believe in, that I, I really believe in the premise of the book. I didn't need to be sold, even when I saw the title. It's called Big Money Energy. We're going to talk a lot about business, life, COVID, the whole deal with a guy who's just, he's just done some remarkable things the last 10 years with his life. So Ryan Serhant, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. Yeah, you're doing so well. I'm proud of you from a distance. Um, Laguna Beach sounds nice right now, man. New York is a little bit cold. Uh, a little cold, a little snowy. It's uh, it's pretty beautiful here right now. I could, I, I'm not... It's a uh, zoom, so I won't show you what I'm wearing below the waist, but it's, it's not a lot. <laughs> at, least you're, at least you're wearing something, you know, I am you look covered. really nicely tanned. Thank I, haven't, you. I haven't had a tan in years. I think. Yeah. But you're, you know, you're so damn handsome. It's frustrating. That's why we're doing a split screen. They'll, they'll throw an extra filter on me. I'm not worried about it. They'll do something oh good. For me. But I got to tell you, I'm reading the book, the book and the whole premise here, all the stuff that I teach about influence, you know, optimal performance, it's this invisible thing, which is energy. And when you're around someone who's successful and you call it magnetic energy, sort of more specifically, I cannot agree with you more about this. You know when you're in the presence of it and the absence of it makes everything so much harder in life to persuade, to attract, to accumulate. How does someone, first off, what is big money energy and how does someone get conscious of developing it so they can transfer it to people? Yeah, sure. Um, if I could just backtrack for, for a quick second, sure. um, uh, for anyone that, that, that doesn't know, I mean, I, I, I was born in Texas, bounced around eight times before fourth grade, uh, grew up a little bit outside Boston, went to college upstate New York. I was terrible at every single sport. Uh, the only thing I liked was theater, um, in part because I, I didn't have to be myself right on stage. Um, uh, I was not a cool kid by any means. And, you know, growing up on the East Coast is uh, school can be tough that way. Um, uh, and so acting and learning how to act um, gave me the opportunity to pretend to be somebody else. Uh, mm. And I wasn't confident in my, my body. I was overweight. I had terrible acne. I wasn't that smart, you know. Um, uh, but I knew that I liked to perform. Um, and I, I gave myself two years after college uh, to come to New York City and try to do theater try to make it TV, film, whatever I could do. Uh, I didn't want to go to LA because I didn't know anybody in the West Coast, I'm, you know, basically from the East Coast. So I went there and I completely bombed, failed. I got on a soap opera for like a split second and then they killed me off really, really, really quick. And I totally ran out of money. Um, and there's a couple of things that have always sort of driven my life. One is I'd rather regret the things I did than the things I never tried, right? I'd rather ask out that girl and have her say no than and live the rest of my life wondering, oh my gosh, she could have said yet. Yeah. Oh my God, well, uh, what's the worst that can happen? Is she going to punch me in the face? I don't think so. Um, and if she did, that's an even better story. I asked out this chick, she punched me in the fucking face. That's crazy. What a great story. That's my third book. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I am, uh, I, I used to be, and I'm not as debilitated anymore, but I, I used to be debilitated by this fear of wasted potential mm. that, 
you know, like I gotta go to New York and try to be an actor because if I don't do it, I'm, I, 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 this is my only shot. I gotta do this now. And I don't wanna be in the cemetery one day as that guy who had he just done a little bit more, you'd know who he is. He would have had a legacy. Nice. Um, uh, and so I totally ran out of money, got into real estate at the end of 2008, not because I like real estate, no way. Not because I enjoy, you know, being a licensed associate realtor. Uh, it was because I needed to pay my rent and I needed to buy food and I didn't want my parents to have to help. I didn't want anyone to feel bad for me and I didn't want to fail and have to move home. So I knew if I move home, I'd never come back. Mm. Um, uh, and if you can make it in New York City, like they yeah. say, you can make it anywhere, right? It's a tough, tough city. Competition is intense. It's also a beautiful city. It's an intellectually curious city. And you can walk down the street every day and meet a brand new person every single day. Um, uh, uh, when I got into real estate, I realized that I, I had, uh, something I was lacking in something that a lot of the successful brokers, uh, and developers and bankers and attorneys and clients had, and I couldn't really figure out what it was. They could walk into a room and make perfect eye contact, have a great handshake. They owned the room, yeah. right? Uh, uh, they, they, they oozed success, whether they were successful or not. I wanted to be like those people, but in my mind, yeah, I'm a failed actor. I just got my real estate license. I need to pay rent. That's not me. I can't do that. Maybe in 10, 20 years, maybe, but that's probably not in the cards for me. Right. I, I didn't think success was something that was, was, was possible for me. And I think a lot of people end up feeling that way as well. And you kind of like write off your future say, well, that's never going to happen to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, you've got to be realistic too. I suck at basketball. It's not like I really wanted to be in the NBA. And I was like, oh man, if I just try a little bit hard, no, it's not gonna work. It's not, that's not gonna happen to me. But you know, I chose success first, uh, career second. Mm -hmm. And I, I decided that you know, the one thing that really separates me from everybody else in this field, not just that I'm an amateur and they're professional, not just that they're older with more experience and I'm brand new, it's that they have energy. They have this successful energy. They have this magnetic energy. They have an energy that attracts money and income. They have a big money energy. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is a unique quality that every successful person embodies. And I think we've all been conditioned to think that the most people achieve success because they're either born rich or they're educated or they're well-connected or they're beautiful, but it's just not true and I, this is something I, I i mean i maybe i'm the only one but I, this is what i used to think I used to yeah. think that hey some people have it made i don't and that's okay and i, I kind of like accepted that mm -hmm. but then i realized that i don't have to accept that i can be the person i want to be right now yes you're all on the same track running other people just got a little bit of a head start and that's okay yeah. And so big money energy is my confidence blueprint to help people take back control and live the biggest, most fulfilling life they possibly can. Because even though you can't change all of your circumstances, that's okay. Because if you can change your energy, you can change your life. 1 million percent. I, I, I just want to acknowledge a couple of things on that. I think you can do all the other things. And if you don't develop this magnetic energy, it's very difficult. I mean, you can have the best script in the world, the best closing in the world, the best everything, even the best product in the world. And by the way, you and I both know, you know, top producers who aren't the best closers, who aren't the best prospectors, but they have this magnetic energy about them. 
couple of things. How do I develop it? One, I assume you believe you need to be intentional about it in the first place. But you also talk in the book a little bit about, you know, you said I can become whoever I want. I write my book about you can just become a new character in the story of your life anytime you want. You can actually begin to play a character. And you say something similar about that in the book. So do we model big money energy? Or does that make it inauthentic if we're like somebody else? Like, how do we do this? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think you model it. You know, um, uh, there's a big difference for me in acting, doing theater, and actually presenting myself as somebody who uh, was successful, right? And I, I never, there's no lying, there's no faking it. Um, it was just really believing in your core. And I'll give you an example. Um, uh, you know, I, most people know me uh, because for the last 10 years, I've been on a show called Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo. They've either seen an episode on a plane or their friend saw it or just reruns, whatever. Yeah. Um, I got onto that show when they were looking for the top real estate agents in New York City. At the time, there were under 30. Okay, I was uh, 25 um, and they wanted the best, the biggest, the ones who were doing hundreds of millions of dollars in sales a year. They said, come to our open casting call at the Hudson Hotel in Times Square. And I saw that. I said, all right, I'm doing a handful of rentals. That's definitely me. <laughs> and so, awesome. so I went. I went. I was like, eh, who are these people? They're from L.A. What are they going to know? Uh, so I went. And I don't know what came over me that day. But I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I don't have a business to speak of right now. If I could cast in a reality show about being a real estate agent, what's the worst that can happen? I suck. That is actually pretty bad. So let's not suck. But if I got onto it. It's exposure that I would never be able to pay for, yeah. right? I can't, I can't afford those types of commercials. So, yeah. so let's see what happens. And mm -hmm. I went into that audition and they asked me why I was there. And I said, because I'm the greatest fucking real estate broker in the history of the world. <laughs> and uh, and I, I distinctly remember them staring back at me and being like, okay, got it. Because I think the 3,000 other agents who showed up that day, remember in New York City alone, there are 80 thousand real estate agents my gosh yeah. so uh i was one of them <laughs> um uh i think a lot of people were probably mumbling and stumbling and like well you know i saw the note in this and i sold this and this i just laid it out in one line super simple next question let's go i'm busy okay they didn't <laughs> can ask I say me something like, about that can i say something one thing yeah, on that i want to add in Two yeah. things. One, the most certain person always influences the less certain person. So one of the things you did is you brought a ton of certainty, but you just use the word busy. I think one of the ways that you have magnetic energy, guys, if you need to be created is be busy. Just busyness alone becomes magnetic because when you have scarcity of time, scarcity is value. Yeah. And so the less you have of it to offer people, the more valuable it is when you give it to them. So I just want to inject that and you keep rolling. No, that, that takes me directly into to the next point uh, here. You know, they, they asked me all these questions. Eventually I left and I was like, wow, I just bombed that. And then they called me back and said, hey, we want to keep talking to you. So months and months and months go by. Eventually they say, listen, we've narrowed it down to a big group of you. And so we're flying back to New York and we're going to follow each of you for half a day in New York City. Don't stress. We just want to see what your life is like. Show us your apartment, you know, your office, stuff like that. Um, uh, it's a reality show, so don't, don't do anything crazy. To me, I said, okay, your first impression is your last impression if you are not careful. The last thing I was going to show them was my fucking apartment and my office that was like in the corner somewhere. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, appointments. I, I, what was I going to do? Take them on a $1,000 a month rental appointment that I had? No way. So I said, this is an opportunity that I have. 
I told them I'm the best. I believe that I can be the best. I might not be the best today by numbers, but they didn't ask me what my numbers were. They didn't ask me what my listings were. They said, why are you here? I said, I'm the best real estate agent. That's what you're looking for. So, so why are you asking? And now they're here. So they want to see that. So I scheduled myself a day um, that you know was as busy as one of my busiest days ever. And I would have busy days here and there, but when you're brand new in any business, you know, you have, a, there's, you have lulls over and over and over. And I wasn't about to let uh, fate control my destiny in any way, shape or form, okay? They were gonna pick the day, they were gonna pick the morning. No way was I gonna say, well, no, that looks like a slow morning. I guess that's what they're gonna see. No fucking way. Whatever day they pick, I'm gonna give them what I told them I was, the greatest real estate agent ever. And so I drove them around the city like a crazy mad person. I booked myself nonstop every 15 minutes. I think he got car sick halfway through. Um, and then because my life is not that crazy, I, I, I was done with them like three hours early and I didn't know what to do. And so I left them in an apartment and I got back into my car and I just drove off and said, listen, I have a really, really busy day ahead of me. Um, uh, I don't have time to stay with you for the next couple of hours. I got to do some personal stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sure you can understand. If it doesn't work out, no problem. Wow. You know how to reach me. And I left them. And I, I, and at that point I was like, all right, 50% chance. That was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Um, uh, but there's a, there's another 50% chance that they're going to look at that and they're going to say, he just left us. Everyone else is, is dying to get on this show. And this guy just left us on the side of the, please cast him now. And that's exactly what happened. I freaking love it. Like, See, I knew none of this. I just seen you on the show. I knew there was a, I knew there was an edge to you, but guys, the busyness combined with a little bit in life of just the takeaway. I don't need this. Just a little bit, no matter when you're persuading. These are the combination, the mother of all combinations. And what I love about the book, you guys, again, it's big money energy, is it's about magnetic energy, but it's also about building your self confidence and it's about performing at a level. And let's just be really honest. You know, you all know Ryan, but. Think about what he just told you. This is not one of the top agents in New York at the time. And now, I mean, arguably the biggest real estate brand, at least in the United States that I'm aware of, that's remarkable in a decade. And the catalyst was the things that he's telling you. So this is valuable stuff if you want to do this in your, in your own life. You talk a lot. You said something in the book that was interesting to me about like dropping your past or how did you word it? It was like shed yeah, your past. Don't, don't let your past infect your present. Damn, right? People uh, carry that baggage. And, and, and that's what I was doing when I came to New York. Yeah. Like I had, you know, I had middle school, high school, college bullshit, like on my shoulders. I had, you know, uh, uh, self-esteem issues, which then turned into overeating issues, which then made me feel bad about myself, which then turned into self-esteem issues, which then made me feel even worse, which then turned into overeating, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I would carry that into my future. And yeah. it's like, just like a, you know, you, you, what, what I realized is, uh, you don't, you don't do that. You look at life like the weather, right? There are going to be storms and there are going to be sunny skies, but guess what? It can't rain all the time and it's not gonna. Yeah. So you can walk around and talk about how much it rained last week over and over and over and over and over. Or when it rains, fucking get out of the rain or you enjoy the shit out of it because sometimes it's okay to get wet. And when it's sunny, it's awesome. You were ready for it. Yeah, yeah. And you take that into the future. You really do that, huh? You really think that way. 
Yeah, you really think that way now? And speaking of rain, it just made me think about something because COVID's rained on a lot of people's parties. Yeah, parade. yeah, for sure. People are like, hey, man, this sounds really good. I need to develop this energy. But man, I'm starting over right now. Like I'm, 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 I'm that dude, you know, that shows up to the casting call of life right now. And it's been raining a long time. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, it, I mean, that's, that's what I'm here for right now. Like I'll, I'll be very clear and very blunt. And I think, um, uh, my mom tells me I'm, I'm too honest sometimes. Um, I, I, I'm not an author. Like, yes, I wrote this book cause it kind of poured out of me. Um, uh, but I, I'm not a coach. I'm not a guru in any way. I, I am a real estate broker in New York City. I run a real estate firm. I'm addicted to deals and I want to sell more real estate than anyone ever, ever, ever. That is my, that is my, that's what I do. Um, uh, and I was talking to people during quarantine who uh, are trying to get into the sales business or trying to start a business and they were being fired or they were being let go or they were really, really, really terrified. And that's who this, this book is for. Cause I knew exactly how they felt. I know exactly what it's like to have your credit card declined at a grocery store, right? I was there. I, rem- I know exactly what it was like to hold back tears sitting on the subway when I was in my early 20s because I had no idea what the fuck I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, 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 and failing was just not an option for me. It just wasn't because I knew even then, like, shit, I, it's still not as bad as it could be. So what? I need more money. So does everybody. Like, I'm not the only one. At least I'm in New York City. At least I'm here. I'm on a sub. I've got shoes. I've got pants. I've got clothes. And I started making everything so relative. And so what I did is I sat down uh, and, and I was taught to do this back when I would have uh, panic attacks a lot when I was a little kid. Uh, and, I made two, and I made two lists on a piece of paper. Right? We don't write enough with our hands. Everyone types. Our, our thumbs are going to fall off one day. So I got a pen and a paper. And on the left-hand side of the paper... I wrote down everything that I hate, everything that sucks, everything that was making me sad, everything that was making me depressed, all the anxiety, all the reasons, everything I wrote down. And then on the right side of the paper, after I drew that big line, I wrote down everything that's good, all the good things. Mm-hmm. As simple as breakfast was good. It was sunny out. That's nice. I'm glad it was raining. Um, uh, oh, yeah, no, I did that deal. Okay, that was good. And then this, and then this, oh, and my parent, and, blah, 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 blah. and before you know it, you breathe. And the right side of the paper is so much longer than the left side because good will always outweigh evil um, if you do the exercise right. And, uh, and I talk to a lot of people who've had a really, really hard time in 2020. Uh, and I've asked them to do that exercise. And they always take a moment, they come back and say, holy shit, I, I didn't realize how much good I have going on right now. And the three things that make me really, really nervous. Yeah, they're super big. Yeah, I lost her or him. Yeah, this is fucked up. But holy shit, do I have an amazing opportunity in front of me right now? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and a big part of finding that big money energy to allow yourself to win as much as you want to, right? You got to have that want is to be an opportunist. I'm uh, sorry, to be an opportunist. You know, you have to have the power to make your own magic. You know, mm-hmm. you can't wait for someone else to do it. I mean, my career really took off when I realized I didn't need anyone to provide me yep. with an opportunity. Opportunities are everywhere if you're comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like I still, to this day, I've been in the business for 12 years. I do, uh, you know, last year was a tough year for real estate in New York, but in 2019, um, uh, we did 1.4 billion 
in sales. I, I to this day, every day, I cold email billionaires. <laughs> do you really? It's part, of, it's part of my job. I cannot not do it because uh, uh, people of means either take direct referrals from friends or family or they just don't have the time to think about it. And they don't have the time to think about me. Right? So I'm going to make sure that I'm in front of them. And I come up with new ways to reach out to 15 new people every single day. And I, I make that part of my work. That's my work. If I do that, I this want. Is, this is when you're shooting everything, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. So stay on that for a minute. This is, a, this is the opposite question, because this is really telling about you. Most people, failure gets them, right? It gets them. But the other thing is like some limited amount of success really gets a lot of people. You know this, you've watched a whole bunch of people that you've passed by. It's like they get to a certain point, maybe they've exceeded where they thought they were gonna get in the very beginning and they just stop doing the things that got them there or even increasing them. So that's very impressive to me to hear that. And I'm, I'd like to think I'm the same way. Like I'm still grinding some days harder than I did in the beginning. And, there, and there's times where I go, what the hell am I doing, right? But then I'm like, it's. I'd feel naked if I didn't do certain things. Uh, I'd have tremendous anxiety if my normal rituals I don't do every day. But there's something about you, brother, that it is different. Now, I think everybody can have it, but you kept blowing through levels, right? Like another one, another, and now you're even at another one. What is that? And, and speak to that to people who right now go think that, hey, man, I'm actually doing pretty, I'm already, I'm playing with house money. I'm ahead of where I was, so I'm going to cool it. What would you say to them? <laughs> if you can be happy by cooling it, then go for it. Right. Really. What I'll say is you're just leaving a lane open for somebody else. Um, uh, and if you're okay with that, then okay. Like I, I'm not here to tell somebody how to be happy or how not to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. No, no one should listen to me by all means. Um, I am not a therapist uh, uh, and I am not your parents. Right. But what I, what I, what I do think about uh, a lot of times, is not about me today. Okay? Uh, I, I work for me in the future. I, I, I have a baby now. Yeah, I kind of work for her. If I'm being totally honest, I get a little bit, right? Uh, my wife, sure, a little bit. But the person I care about the most is myself in 2030. Like I think about Ryan 2030, probably an unhealthy amount. Because before I know it, I'm gonna be there. Because 10 years ago, I, I wasn't on a TV show. I was hand modeling to pay my bills. Um, I was freaking out. I thought I was going to get out of real estate. I was moving home to Colorado. And then my life changed in an instant. And I was just, that was, that was 10 years ago, okay? 10 and a half, let's say. Um, so before I know it, it's going to be 2030. And I want to do everything I possibly can today to make sure that that guy's life is fucking awesome. <laughs> I want him to be able to go back in time to 2021 Sirhant and say, dude, you came out of that pandemic swinging. I know it was tough. I know it was crazy. I know you blew up your life. You started your own real estate company. You wrote a book with a title called Big Money Energy, you crazy asshole. But guess what? It all worked out, right? Like I, that's what I'm working for. Um, and I think anyone who says, well, I, I did it. Okay. Limited success. Let's move on. Don't think about yourself today because you're taking a break in the present. You got to work to take a break in the future um, uh, and then really, 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 really earn it. And if you're happy, right, then then God love you. By the way, that's one of my favorite answers in the history of the show. Like literally, that's one of my favorite. Everyone should be thinking right now, you 2030. And don't dilute yourself 
into thinking you're happy now if you're really not. Now, if you are, wonderful, right? But that is one of my favorite answers. Also, so honest. My favorite person is me. <laughs> I love but it's that. but it's like listen, it's it's and I think that there is for any entrepreneur out there, right? Anyone who is anyone who's listening to this, okay, is somebody who who wants to do a little bit better in life wants to do a little bit more, wants to make a little bit more money, right? Wants to learn a little bit more. No one who's okay with the couch is listening to this podcast right now because it's just going to stress the fuck out of them, okay? You're right, you're right. So, so everyone who's, who's listening, um, I think, wants more, and that's exciting. Like, that's what life allows us. Um, and it's also the future. Like, it's the 2020s. Imagine if it was the 1950s. Like, just talk to any old person, talk to your parents, your grandparents, if you're so lucky to still have them, say, you know, what were your opportunities when you got out of school? And they're going to give you like three answers. <laughs> right? like, you got to make things relative. Um, and we have, the problem we have now is we are overwhelmed with opportunity and we don't know which direction to go in. So we don't, and we don't end up picking a lane or we do pick a lane and we're so obsessed with that lane. And then we're devastated when the lane ends. We're like, oh. Well, that's it. I'm not driving anymore. Laying over. Laying. It's like, no, it, that was me acting in the city. When As the World Turns killed me off on the rooftop uh, when my grandmother stabbed me in the heart. Uh, that's, that's real. Um, uh, that was a lane ending. But I didn't like get out of the car, call it quits. said, all right, this is what I want to do my whole life. Uh, you know what? No problem. Uh, I'm going to take a right and I'm going to go find a different lane. Yeah. Let me figure this out. Right. Let me let me just figure it out. And usually in hindsight, too, brother, like you look back on your life and like some of those previous lanes you are were in sort of prepare you ironically uh, yeah. for the new lane. Like your acting background sure has not hurt with you being on a reality show about your real life, your presence on camera, you'll be able to communicate energy, transferring. Right. I mean, it was all in hindsight, if you look back, sort of leading to this road, as long as you, so to speak, walk down those roads when they were presented to you. Dude, it is, you know, luck is when hard work meets talent, right? It's, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not something that is guaranteed for everybody. But I think hard work trumps talent when talent doesn't work hard. And everything that I put into my theater training, you know, like I, went, I was in theater camp when I was, you know, in the summers. And it's like the one thing I actually really, really liked doing uh, and then I threw it all away because I ran out of money, but then it circled back to me and I got in front of a camera and I saw all these other real estate agents who were like, Oh, they're awkward and weird. And it's like, wait a minute. I know what these people want. I know what I got to do. Right. I know how to look at people. I know how to listen to people. I know how to breathe. I know how to give them what they want. Let me see if this works. Speaking of that in the book, man, like you just, it's interesting. I'm really familiar with this book. You guys can tell. Cause like, I, there's some shows like, okay, I got to read the book to prep. And I started reading the book and I'm like, I love this freaking book, guys. And so, <laughs> and so you know, I have people on the right books often on the show. But you talked about speaking of that. And I'm watching you and I'm wondering, frankly, like you talk about having a confidence costume. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what that is? And then I'm wondering, like for me, I put one on early in my career. And then actually over a period of time, it was no longer a costume. It was kind of who I was. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's true with you too. Because there's a, there's a, you're a character. And I mean that as a compliment. I think all successful people are definable, tangible. Hey, yeah. you know, people have an opinion about them. I think people that aren't successful have this tendency to just become vanilla invisible. 
Yep. And they're not that way. So what's a confidence costume and are you wearing it now or did your life sort of happen like mine? So uh, a confidence costume is, uh, well, one, if you are in a, a line of work or school where you are not allowed to be nude, then you need to wear clothes. Okay. Uh, you got to wear clothes in some Great way, point. shape or form. Great and point. I don't know what kind of pants or no pants you're wearing right now, but most of us have to wear clothes. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, so for me, you know, I, I knew that I had to wear a suit most of the time. I didn't have to, I could. Uh, and there was one suit that really made me feel good that looked way more expensive than it was. Mm. And I don't care what people will say to me, say, dude, you don't need nice suits to be successful. You don't need to dress nicely. It's, it's the 2020s, wear a beanie and a sweatshirt. It's all about what you know. This is all bullshit. No one even goes to office. But for me personally, I needed to put on a suit and tie to feel like I was going to work. And there was a specific suit and tie, black pinstripe, pink tie, uh, black belt, black shoes, that when I would put that on, like I was just unstoppable. Yep. Any other suit I had, any other outfit, it was Ryan and I looked fine. But when I put on that, it was like I was putting on my Superman costume. That's exactly how I felt. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, like I'm going, I'm going, you know, it's like it's like people have like their their lucky jersey or their lucky glove or their lucky shoes, right? It's like athletes all the time, their lucky underwear, whatever it is. Yep. In my line of work, where I gotta wear suits and ties, because most of my clients are in are in finance in New York City. Uh, I wanna blend in with them. I've got that one suit that makes me feel like I can take over the world. Uh, and I wear it all the time, even, even to this day. I'm not wearing it today, yeah. but I, I, when I got a big client, a big, I got a big thing that I got to do tomorrow for three hours in the afternoon. I already know, without you even bringing this up, I know what I'm wearing tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing that same outfit. Um, uh, and for anybody out there who's like, well, I can't afford that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'll tell you, leading up to your confidence costume, you can get what I used to call a security blanket. So I, I was really, really insecure about not having nice things. And I was in a business full of rich people who had nice things. It made me feel awkward. It's like, well, I, I need something. And, and that's, that's okay. So I went down to Canal Street and I bought a fake Rolex for like 20 bucks. And it, from a distance, looked really cool. Close up, it didn't look that great. And it left like a weird green stain on my wrist. But for me, it was my vision board on my wrist. Yes. Every day I'd wake up, I'd put on that fake Rolex that wouldn't work and wouldn't tell the time, but it made me feel superficially for sure, materially, yes, that I was somebody that could afford a $30,000 watch. And I deserve to talk to you. And you deserve to listen to me because I know what I'm doing. I don't have that kind of money yet, but don't you worry, I'm gonna get it. And it was, it made me feel better, right? It's like a baby with a, with the, you know, the blankie that just makes you feel better going to sleep. Does the baby need it to go to sleep? No, cry, it'll eventually fall asleep. But does it make it a little bit easier? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And what's, what's wrong with that? So Nothing's okay. wrong with that. Fake Rolex sales are gonna go through the roof right now because I did exactly the same thing. I also had a Patek Philippe, one of those, you know, a little fake one that looked ridiculous yeah. too. But, and what it is, you guys, my, my confidence costume, just to give you guys all step, because it, what it does is it's, because I teach it, it's a trigger. It triggers yeah. a state, it triggers a character. Mine was Superman also. But for me, because I was broke, I had to wear a suit every day too. I didn't have nice suits. Mine were cufflinks. So when I would put on these cufflinks, there's like two pairs I had, man. Those were my Superman cufflinks. It's like, it just activated this mode in me. So all of you, it could be a pair of shoes. It doesn't have to be a suit, but it's something that just 
transforms you. And it's just a strange thing that our mind does when we're triggered. So a couple more things, man, like, because I want to get the book. There's just so many things in there that like I buy into. I spent 10 years writing um, a Bible on how to sell and how to build a sales career for my team so that they could actually sell more and make me more money. And that's what turned into my first book, which was Sell It Like Sirhan, which is something that, that my team members would say to me over and over and over and over. Uh, and in there, I, you know, I, I talk a lot about logistically, how do you sell something and how do you build that sales career and how do you make it uh, evergreen so that it's consistent year in and year out, right? With no fluff, no bullshit, ever down to like, here's what my calendar looks like. Here's exactly what you're going to do, a step-by-step process. And in this book, um, uh, I do the same exact thing, no fluff, no bullshit, but for harnessing that energy and finding it because we all have it, right? It's all, it's all, it's just hidden for most of us. We all have that ability to take back control of our lives, but someone else stole it at some point. Maybe it was a girlfriend that really, really fucked you up. Maybe it was your parents who told you weren't good enough. Maybe it was a boss who fired you. Maybe it's the reflection in the mirror because you don't like the way you look right? Maybe that's who stole from you. And so this is going to help you get it back. And something like the thousand minute rule for me is, okay, well, we're all on that same track every single day running around. Um, uh, we all have the same amount of hours. Okay. We all have 24. How can I make the absolute most of them every single day without feeling like I'm wasting any time? Because like, I'm an independent contractor, so no one pays me. I don't get an hourly wage. There's no benefits. There's no, I just wake up and hopefully I sell stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you multiply 60 minutes times 24 hours, you subtract time for sleep, food, kissing the wife and baby, you know, whatever, you're left with about a thousand minutes every day. Um, and I schedule myself in 15 minute increments, right? Um, uh, through that thousand minutes, because for me, I love waking up every day knowing that I'm the CEO of my own bank of time. And I got a thousand fresh minutes every day every day that way i'm kind of protecting against negative feelings so if someone screams at me for three minutes because a deal just died that's three minutes i'm not going to then throw away 997 minutes right you wouldn't you would if someone stole three dollars from you you wouldn't throw away the other 997 dollars because you're like well fuck this <laughs> right you're not going to do that so for me uh, I schedule that thousand minutes methodically and I make the absolute best use of them. And if I get bonus minutes, like I got somewhere 20 minutes early because there wasn't traffic because of COVID and no one's in Midtown anymore, what have you, boom, I just got 20 free minutes. I'm not going to waste those. Like if someone just gave me 20 bucks on the street, I wouldn't be like, nah, here you go. Keep it. You, you're really giving it to me. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm investing it. I'm taking that. I'm figuring out what I can do with it, how I'm going to use it. And so I do the same thing with time. And, and when you flip that switch in your brain, that helps you realize that time is, is a real commodity and not just this thing that floats in the air. You become much more careful with your time and you move much faster, yeah. right? You become much faster on that track. This is all, um, I'm just thinking, listening to you, you know, it's rare is that See, achievers are so busy achieving. They're rarely the ones who create content and write books. And that's why there's three, four, five people. We were talking about one of the guys before we started that I just, you know, they're unique yeah. because they've actually done things. 
those of you that are familiar with my work, you know how obsessive I am about my many days and time. This is Ryan's version of that. Yeah. And it's just successful. People just bend time. They manipulate it. It's just different to them than it is for everybody else. And, and this is just another point. It's another thing in the book that I really think is valuable. So a couple more things because we want to respect your time and, and audiences too, because the audience would let you and I go for like three and a half hours and we both can't do that today. But he has these codes in the book, guys. When I make a decision, I almost call it shock and awe. Like I go to monster execution mode, monster. I just try to overwhelm the problem or the decision I've made with the execution. You phrase it differently in the book about energy again, which I love. So I think it's code 13, but talk yeah. about decision-making and then what you say about it. I'm a big, big believer in uh, not negotiating your goals. Uh, and big money energy code number 13. As I was writing the book, there were like these, these phrases that I kept saying to myself as I was going like, you know, 10 pages at a time. And so those phrases popped out and I was like, I gotta do something with these. So I, I, I kind of framed them throughout the book as these codes, right? These codes to remember. If you remember anything, remember the codes. Uh, and big money energy code number 13 is once a decision is made, never waver. All energy is directed towards ensuring its success. Um, and that, that's what I mean by that, right? You don't negotiate. If you set a goal for yourself, you make that decision, do not waver. Like the only person you're going to let down, maybe, maybe you're going to let down a lot of people, uh, but really the person you're going to let down is you 2030. Why would you ever, why would you ever do that? Like, why? It's like, I don't get it. I don't understand. And maybe that's just me. Maybe it's the way I'm wired. I don't understand how you could let yourself down. Like I let other people down. Go for it. They'll figure it out. They're adults, right? They'll learn, okay? They're going to be pissed off at you. You might lose friends. Let everyone down, but don't let yourself. You're the only self you're ever going to know. <laughs> like, it's just you. Like, what the fuck? It drives me absolutely crazy. Um, and the, the other thing that I say about decision-making uh, that I think is really, really, really important uh, for anyone who's listening, uh, who's in the process of growing up um, uh, and who might be on their first job, um, uh, you know, who, who might just be young, uh, successful people, this is big money energy code number 15, uh, successful people make decisions based on their commitments. Amateurs make decisions based on how they feel. Uh, that was eye opening for me. Um, uh, when I realized that, and that was something my dad made me realize, you know, years and years and years ago when, uh, he told me that he didn't actually ever want to wake up at 4:50 AM and go to work. Like that was mind boggling for me. Cause as a little kid, my dad woke up every day. He never complained ever woke up, had his banana, had a coffee and a mug, went up to work, came home. I was like, that's what my dad does. That's his thing. He loves it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Years later, I'm complaining to my dad about work. You could waking up early. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Do you think I enjoyed <laughs> right. waking up at four 50 in the, do you think I, did, I, I didn't want to go, play golf or hang out with you guys or watch tv mm. like that fucked me up yeah. more than anything else i was like holy shit <laughs> holy shit being an adult being a professional is about making decisions based on the commitments that you make and not just based on how you feel that day oh dude that's so good i made a post yesterday that said i I make, I think I said, I make decisions not based on how I feel, but out of who I am. It's the same exact principle, but yeah. same with my dad. My dad got up really early. I thought he must love this. Yeah. 
just his generation, you know, they're those guys. And my dad had the same conversation. He goes, you don't think I want to sleep in once in a while? Like, yeah, you know, I'm like, that's how my dad would talk too. And I'm like, yeah, I never really thought about it. I thought you couldn't sleep. So you just got up and went to work. No, man, I, I love getting up when it's dark and coming home when it's still dark. You know, my dad, it wasn't, yeah. really, it was, it was, it, was his, it made it out of who he was and his commitment. You start, so, you start the race earlier and listen, I, I, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I, I, follow your journey um you know for a while and i know fitness is a uh you know a big part of your life there and it's the same thing with the gym yeah. you know it's like like i worked out this morning i woke up at 4 a.m at an early day today i went and worked out i talked to some people in my office and they're like you left the office last night at 10 p.m went to bed at 11 you woke up at four for leg day what's wrong with you yeah like yeah. why did you do that and, and to me i'm like but but it was leg day i what am i what am I going to do? I'm like, I can't fuck up my whole week. I got to go. <laughs> I don't miss the leg day. It'll ruin I everything. Can't not, I can't not do it because yeah. what am I going to do? I'm going to, I would hate my whole day. It's going to screw up tomorrow. And again, that's thinking about future me. If I don't do it today, even if I'm tired, all I'm doing is letting down myself tomorrow. Yeah. Like I, and I'm going to be that guy yeah. before I get a few hours, I'm turning into myself tomorrow and fuck, I want him to have a good day. Yeah, the Ryan twenty thirty thing, dude. That'll that's coming up at dinner tonight with my kids. Like I'm gonna, that's coming up to it's. That's so good, and it's like I I wish I had learned to phrase it that way. All right, um, crap. I want to keep going, man. One thing I'm thinking when we we're talking is one at the gym. People that are on the treadmill are running way faster than they normally run. Listening to you, and there's been a lot of speeding tickets during this show because they're so fired up. One of those things, the accelerator's been going deeper and deeper. They're going ninety. They didn't even realize it. Listening to you which is what you want that's by the way big money energy that's what it does sure. to you. yeah man all day so, every day last thing it has nothing to do with the book it has to do with i want to pick your brain about something <laughs> okay okay uh the real estate market in the world the consensus is hey like we haven't had a recession in like a bazillion years and maybe taxes are going to go up with the new president you know regulations may change you talked about the gig economy and independent contractors there's some stuff they might want to do to mess with that a little bit. So I'm just curious your outlook for people that are listening to this about the real estate market and the future, if you have any thoughts about it, you know, New York, but usually New York is sort of indicative of what's going on in the rest of the country. Most of the time, I think maybe not just the high end market, but what are your thoughts about, you know, the next few years? Yeah, I think the rest of the country is experiencing a much better real estate market than New York is. Right uh, New York for the last four years have been, has been a heavy buyer's market. Um, average days on market is something like 400. Mm. Um, it has been brutal. And then COVID hits and it, it became very, very, very tough. Only now are we slowly starting to see signs of life. Um, but listen, mass quarantines were a multi-trillion dollar, right? As they said on the news every day, a multi-trillion dollar PR campaign for the value of a new home. And it wasn't for the value of an office. It's not like they were talking about go hide out in your office for three months. Yep. It was, hey, at the end of the day, when shit hits the fan, stay home. And a lot of people looked around and were like, dude, I need a better home. I, I don't like, this doesn't work for me. Um, and, the, and the market has, has completely exploded. Yep. Like we are, there's record deals left and right. And I, I don't see um, any economic indicators in the near future that stop uh, people's love of housing. Mm -hmm. right? it, is, it is not easy to get a loan. It's not hard, but it's not easy. 
right? A lot of that was fixed in 2008, 2009, and 2010. Uh, if you can't afford a home, you cannot get a loan. Uh, and I think a lot of people still realize what it means to actually not buy more than you can afford. Um, and people still need to live places. And now with work from home, I mean, people need more homes than ever before because they're not going to the office. And that's, that's not going away for, for a long time. Uh, and so I'm super bullish on the real estate market. I think it's going to be awesome for the next couple of years. But at the same time, I also look to history. I know the Spanish flu crushed this country in 1918 to 1920. And then I know the stock market crashed in 1929 and it was terrible. So I'm very well aware that in maybe seven to nine years, shit could get real bad. So do as much as you can in the next four so that yourself 2030 is, is okay. Even if things go terribly wrong, right? Make sure you're okay. Such good advice, man. And I got to tell you, just I think homes are that way too. And even second homes, like just where I live, most of the places I live are second home type, you know, communities and people are just concluded. I need to have a nice home if I can, and I'm going to work from it anyway. So I might as well make it beautiful and special. I don't know that I'd want to own a bunch of commercial office buildings right now, but I do think homes are something that's pretty precious in this country more than at any time. So brother, you're awesome. I hope we do something again together. Like I, I really, really enjoyed this. And, uh, I'm fired up. Like I'm ready to run through a damn wall right now. I'm, I'm glad I got another meeting after this. I'm bringing some big money energy to this next damn meeting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Dude, what, are you, what did you just drink? <laughs> drank some. I drank from the fountain of Sirhant, I guess, today. So That's it was awesome, good. brother. Guys, follow Ryan. Get big money energy. Buy the book and share this show. If you know anybody trying to perform better, they need to listen to what we just talked about or watch it because it's loaded with gold and tell them to get a notepad out before it begins because they're going to want to write a lot of this stuff down. So Ryan Serhant, thank you for today, brother. All right. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. All right. Max out, everybody. God bless you. This is The Ed Marlin Show.